Everyone has a story, but not everyone gets to tell it. Life gets busy. We talk, we text, but do we listen? Are you looking for real stories, raw and unchanged? Want to experience life through another's eyes one story at a time? Daniel and Jenny have you covered. It's time to start the conversations, and that's the hashtag truth. Today's guest is Tori Joy Geiger. Tori is a chronic illness mentor, lifestyle blogger, and recent author of the book, From Vulnerable to Victorious, Turning Your Chronic Illness into Your Victory Story. Tori's mission is to empower women to stop letting their chronic illness define them or what they are capable of and to help them turn their adversity into a victory story that impacts and blesses others. Welcome, Tori. Thank you so much for being with us today. It's an absolute pleasure. We have been watching your Instagram, we've read your book, and you are just a delight. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure. Yes. So tell us about you and how you decided to start this, this journey into advocating and awareness and helping people become victorious. Yes. Growing up as a little kid, I knew my heart surgery stories from a very young age. My parents really, that was their story, what they experienced. But, um, then it became really my own as I grew up. And I also developed passions for business and things like that. And those passions for business and those skills, all of a sudden I got thinking, I'm like, I can use these skills and my story of where I've come from and I can make an impact. And I think it just like my two worlds just collided, (laughs) I guess you could say. And that's just really where the advocacy I think started. I had lots of heart warriors either reaching out to me or parents asking me questions. And I just realized, I'm like, man, I need to, I need to put this into a book format. I need to, you know, put more out there as a resource, because I feel like I've lived a very victorious and fulfilling life so far. And I feel like I can help others do the same. How did the writing aspect come into it? Because, you know, I hear I have my hand in business, I had my personal experience, but Writing is an art form, but there is a lot of skill involved and your skill is phenomenal. Your book was impressive. Very impressive. Thank you. (laughs) I've always loved writing. That's something I just grew up. My grandma always told me, she's like, write down your experiences, write down your stories. She never really told me why, (laughs) but she always just said, yeah. And she just always said, you know, it's important to do that. So I journaled from a very young age. And so I think that got into the habit of just really writing and my writing became better over time. And I'm a huge reader. So I read lots of really good books. And I think that influences my writing too. And so, um, yeah, just basically the book came out of a lot of journals, a lot of things I had already written about, and it kind of just all came into one place. Does your grandma know that she was a big inspiration in your writing? Well, she did when she was still here with us. I hopefully, you know, up there she does. <laughs> yes. she does. <laughs> Hebrews 12, one is it? it? talks about there's a great cloud of witnesses that have gone before us that cheer us on yeah. to race. So yeah. I exactly. believe wholeheartedly she is cheering you on. <laughs> and it was neat because my, my grandfather also recently um, passed away in the last month. Mm-hmm. And he mm-hmm. was able to read the book 
and just be like your grandma would be so proud and so I think having that she wrote me a letter and everything about it and I got it in the mail shortly after he had passed I was like my heart so um it it was a really unique experience for my whole family um Mm -hmm. to have the story get published Mm-hmm. Well, it's definitely, I think, going to be a blessing to a lot of people. How does faith play a role for you in living with a chronic illness? It is the biggest factor for me. I think it helps me live without fear. Um, when you live with a heart condition, there's a lot of fear of the unknown. I know that no matter what happens, God has me. And he has a plan for my life. And whether that I might suffer in some parts and might endure hardship, but I know that he's using those experiences for me to be able to love others. And I'm a firm believer, you know, his power is perfected in our weakness. I think when we have those things we're going through, God uses those experiences to spread his power and his love. And so that is the biggest part of my journey faith is the biggest. (laughs) I love that and agree wholeheartedly. When you think back through your journey, is there one of those pivotal moments where you're like, that was God, God was there. It was him. Yeah. Well, my mom tells me this story of when I had just been born and they were about ready to do my first open heart surgery. They were originally planning to go in through the middle. So I'd have a huge, you know, zipper scar like most heart warriors have. But then this nurse came in and was talking with my mom. She goes, pray this way. Pray that they go in through the side. And my mom's like, why? And um, my mom's a huge prayer warrior. She asked lots of questions. (laughs) And we had huge prayer chains surrounding my birth. And so she said, send this through your prayer chains. It's less invasive. Just trust me. So my parents, of course, spread it through the prayer chains. Last minute, the surgeon decides not to go through the middle, go through the side. And they came out of surgery and they told my parents, if they had gone in with the original plan, I wouldn't be here. And so things like that from the beginning, I know that those tiny little details, God's hand is in that story. And so I think that was the first instance of like, God has a purpose in my life and for me being here. So did you say that a nurse came to your mom and said previous? Yes, a nurse my mom had never seen in her life. Wow. Came and told her that. Yeah. <laughs> awesome right there. I know. I mean, talk about bringing faith into our lives and what God does. Boom, just line something up. Yeah. yeah. No, exactly. It's just incredible. Yeah, God. It's God. <laughs> the answer <Okay>. that. <laughs> I know. And it's funny too because he does things like that. We don't know what's going to come up or who he's going to place in our path. But what do people often pray when somebody's going through something? Put the right people in their path, lead them, guide them. And there is an answer to that prayer, I'm sure. Here, here's a nurse. She's going to tell you. <laughs> Holy She's going to tell you. <laughs> well, it's just crazy growing up because I always remember praying for wisdom and favor. Those were two things I was always praying for. And I was talking to my husband the other day. I'm like, man, that that has been so true. Like, I feel like I've had such good favor in just wherever I'm going in life. There's been favor. And there's also been wisdom. A lot of people have told me I have wisdom or a lot of just kind of, they say I'm, I'm like an old soul (laughs) in a young body. And I, I know that comes from God. I know that's wisdom that I've asked for. 
And yeah, it's come through a lot of, you know, hardships and things that have happened with living with a congenital heart defect. But at the end of the day, he answered my prayer. He's given me wisdom. He's given me the ability to pass that wisdom also along to other people. And so I think that's, that's huge. Amen. Yeah. (laughs) Now, when you're dealing with all the day to day of having a chronic illness, there's a lot that goes into it that not everybody understands. And on the one hand, sometimes we don't want people to have to understand because we don't want them to have to go through the same struggle. But on the other hand, it's nice to understand. How do you advocate for yourself as you're traveling through this journey? Yeah, that's been a lot of uh, big work that I've done on myself. One thing I do is I kind of keep in my phone notes to like, what are my priority needs? And it's something I'm still working on, even in my relationships of like voicing and communicating very clearly. What are my needs when I need rest? And I think it goes so far as saying no to things. That's something I'm working on, but it's activities and practices like that that help me be a better advocate for myself. That has helped and also being prepared for appointments or situations. Like I have a list of questions. Or I kind of have things just prepared in advance. So I'm never necessarily in an uncomfortable situation where I feel awkward to be an advocate for myself. I'm I'm ready to be an advocate when I need to be, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. I mean, that's so important. You know, I mean, we had a recent hospital stay ourselves, and, you know, you never stop being a mom. <laughs> it's so true. <laughs> never stop being a mom. I'm sure your mom is the same. Um, totally. <laughs> talking with doctors and that sort of thing, you know, I, I worry about them because they get tired and it's a long day and they're all very busy dealing with the most complicated of the most complicated. Yeah. And I worry about my daughter because, you know, she's my girl <laughs> and, you know, yeah. I myself, remind myself, this is what we need. This is yeah. what we have to know. These, this is the information. What do we do from here? And so I relate to that a lot. Yeah. It's huge with just asking lots of questions. I get that from my mom. So, you know, you, you, the doctor will present with information, but I've never been one to, you know, just take it at face value of just, I'll ask more questions of like, so what does this mean? What does this mean? And so I think that's helped me be a better advocate for myself. And I think being prepared with questions or even asking for second opinions. That's been huge for some of my surgeries. My parents asked for second opinions and it ended up being a way better route when they went through this, the route of the second opinion. So that's, that's huge in being an advocate. Yeah, absolutely. Now, as you go out into the world, I'm sure, you know, you work very hard. It's very clear that you work hard. And I mean, I don't know you personally, but I can say by how you do everything that you put a hundred percent of yourself into whatever it is you're doing. It's just very clear that you're big on quality (laughs) (laughs) and you're just present. And what I really, really appreciate is that you're genuine and you kind of put the truth out there and you're honest, real, but also fun. (laughs) yeah yeah and and with your book as well which I have right here (laughs) love it love it it's just such good quality and one of the things that I know that you talk about is always kind of looking for that next thing to do and what's next and I think a lot of people probably really relate to that sentiment and 
Yeah. I do. Yeah. And on page 89, it's a year or so ago, I was listening to a podcast where the host interviewed a fellow CAT friend of mine who's a bit older than me. In her interview, she mentioned something that truly resonated with me. She explained that she felt as if she was always rushing through life from fear of missing out. She felt like she had been plowing ahead. And what she realized, she felt this way because of her chronic illness. And then you go on to talk about getting it all done and how that reality or that idea sort of hit you and sat with you. How do you find the balance? Because we do have to get things done, but we also have to enjoy the moment. Exactly. I think the balance that I've found is it's okay to live life with like an urgency to like when you're going for impact or when you're trying to, you know, reach these dreams and things you have, it's okay to live life with a bit of an urgency, but you have to pay careful attention to the why behind the urgency. If the why is a fear-based, like what I experienced of more, I'm rushing because of the fear of the unknown, then that's not a healthy rushing. And that's going to bite you probably in the end. Um, But if the urgency is out of love and desire to bless and be present with people that matter to you, then that's okay. And so that's still something as a business owner I'm juggling. Because like you said, I like to go 100% into things. And sometimes I drive myself into the ground (laughs) because of it. (laughs) And so I've learned that I have to set boundaries. And I also have an amazing husband that helps me stay grounded. He's very even keeled and he pulls me back down to reality. Sometimes I'm a dreamer. I I have big goals too. And so it's really helpful for when he's like, you know, simplify, like you're doing too much. You've committed to too much or different things and having those voices in your life, just be like, okay, what's your like one thing that matters? And like, what are you trying to do? Do all of these things serve that? If not, we need to maybe eliminate some. So it's, I have some amazing people that play into that currently too. So tell me, what are some of those big dreams you have going on right now? <laughs> What's the story? Yes. Yes. So next is more books, more books coming out. Um, and then second um, is I want to come out with some courses. I want to come out with just ways that I can coach and teach and have that be the main thing that I do is working with other, whether it's heart warriors, other people that are affected by chronic illness, I want to work with them and teach them, you know, even more in depth in the book of like, how do you live victoriously? And so those are some of the things that are next, maybe a podcast or so in the future, different things like that, that are things that I want to do. Those are great goals. Yes. And I see that for you. You know, I think you probably have a natural gift of exhortation and kind of lifting people up as well as many others and lots of wisdom beyond your years. Yeah. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Very full of wisdom. One of the things that you do bring up a lot and I see it in your daily walk, you write it in your book, you talk about it in different appearances and different things that you have going on is the importance of gratitude. Mm-hmm. Yes, for me, I, gratitude is just huge. I think anytime that you're going through adversity, you need to have the backbone of gratitude because otherwise you risk, you know, just losing yourself, losing touch with, you know, the good things that you do have in life. And I think gratitude can transform anybody's life. 
I think everybody should do, you know, a gratitude challenge or should be at least thinking during the day, like some of the things that they're grateful for, because it keeps life in perspective. And it also, we are just a small little piece of life and there's just a bigger picture. And if we can focus our energy on also, you know, the good things that we've been given and the ways that we can use that to impact others. And if we can have gratitude, we can not only transform our mindset, but we can also change things in the world. I think we we limit ourselves when we only focus on ourselves and yeah. we're made for so much more. And so when we express gratitude, that's an outward expression of getting it off of me onto all the good and the things and the purpose that God has in life. And I think there's just so much power in it. And I think people underestimate the power. Some people might think, oh, that's just a foofy like exercise to do. But truly, I think it can totally transform someone's life. Gratitude is one of those things. There's so many things we can be thankful for, big, small, medium, like so much. If you were to kind of show somebody how to put that into action. And I said, what's three things you're thankful for today? What's on your mind? (laughs) for me it would be a warm bed Mm -hmm. um that's like my number one is just having a warm bed to cuddle up in I would say two my golden doodle teddy I love my snuggles (laughs) with him (laughs) and I would honestly say just alone time I'm grateful to be you know have alone time um, those are three things that come off the top of my head that I'll have today. Gratitude sometimes is a fight, right? It's what we need to do. It's oh, a- yes. But how has your faith grown you through that to be in the place where you are now from, gosh, I don't know if I can do this to myself. To, you know what? Here I am. And I'm thankful. My faith has grown so much in how I'm able to talk to God. I think at a young age, I was scared to express even to God, like how I was feeling. Like, I felt like I was scared to say, God, this upsets me. Like, why are you doing this to me? Like, I was I was scared to express that to even God. And I think I've grown in my faith to be able to bring those emotions before him and be like, God, I'm scared. I'm angry that this is happening and being real about those things. And it starts with talking to God about it. And then I was able to then be real with my friends and family too. And I also involved therapy of just unpacking that fear and that feeling of weakness. And I think what helped me grow in my relationship is, you know, I'd be talking to God about this. He would bring to mind scriptures like my power is made perfect in weakness. You know, I, I call the weak, like not the strong and, and look how I can use this or that. And so I think that grew my faith immensely is just knowing how to talk to God um, and going to him first rather than just internalizing everything and just pretending that everything's okay. That really helped me. Mm -hmm. You know, it's funny because we can beat ourselves up, can't we? And kind of like think, oh gosh, we we can't feel this way. We're not allowed to be scared. We're not, you know, and it's really not the case at all. Those are the things that you tell ourselves, but God has it covered. Think about Jesus in the garden. You know, Jesus himself, he's scared to the point of sweating blood and all those emotions that we feel. He knows about, doesn't he? Like, we're not. Yes, he totally knows. You know, it's not a secret. He's like, I see you there. And I think for the longest time, I also felt like I had to be the strong one. 
Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that was just something, you know, I grew up with of like, I had to put on a brave face and be strong. And I think I was really taught like, no, like God is strong for us. You need to lean into his strength. That's not your strength. And that was something for me. I'm a little bit of a control freak. I'm a little bit of that. And so, you know, handing that over and relying on his strength and trusting him rather than trying to put it all on me to be the strong one lifted a huge weight off of me. That's neat. Now, is there anything else that you really want anybody listening today? Maybe they're having a hard time. They're dealing with their own chronic illness. They or maybe their loved one is, what would you say to them to help them? I would say, number one, give yourself grace and give the, if you're watching somebody walk through chronic illness, give them grace. Two is writing down what you're going through. You might not be a big writer. You, it doesn't have to be a fancy book. It doesn't have to be anything that's going to get published. Great if it does. But what you're going to look back on is everything that you've been through. You're going to learn about yourself, which is so important as you're going through it. And you're going to also have like a healthy admiration for yourself, writing down the thing. I would say um, also writing down your story is so important because you're getting it from your mind onto a page and that's helping you process the emotions you're going through just the mental health side of writing it down is huge. And so I think if you're also watching someone go through it, encourage them to write it down. I would encourage that person, you know, if you're a sibling, if you're a parent, a friend, I would write down even what you're experiencing as you're watching somebody go through it. Like, what are you learning about other people or how can you serve or different things like that? And I think not only are you going to grow together, as you're battling it together, it helps you also be able to show up. I talk in the book a lot about my parents, my brother, Grant, they showed up for me. And that meant the world to me growing up. And I think by writing and encouraging and being willing to battle Mm -hmm. together is the first way to, you know, show up and doing that by writing together and processing things together. I know a lot of people that will try to shove it under the rug and it's just something they don't talk about. And I think that's probably one of the most unhealthy things you can do. So start by just having a natural curiosity that also is a way to support people. Mm-hmm. If you brush it under the rug and you're not talking about it, then you can't do battle and overcome it. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. Of, um, a pastor who we had several years ago at our church, and he always would say that one of the biggest ways to do battle was to remember what you've already done. Exactly. Yes, totally. And I think writing down my story, like I know I'd had journal entries, but then being able to put it together was just like, holy cow. I didn't even realize some of the things that I have battled through, like my grandpa reading my book and even my parents after they, you know, it was done and they're reading, you know, the final draft, they were like, wow, I didn't even realize this or different things. And so I think there's so much power when you put it all together too. And you can see God's hand interwoven in all these different details that you never saw living in those moments. Absolutely. Now, if somebody wants to go out and buy your book and believe me, you want to, (laughs) where can they find find your book? You can purchase it on Amazon. It's available in paperback, hardback, and Kindle. And there will be an audiobook coming out soon with some bonus interviews with my parents and brother and husband to get kind of the 
background scoop on people that are involved with um, Chronic Illness Warriors. And so you can get that on Amazon as well. I love that. That's awesome. I love what you say about being able to, you know, look through your book and your pages and your journaling um, because that tells you, you know, oh my gosh, I really did overcome all these things, you know, wow, me, (laughs) right? (laughs) I did it. (laughs) Give yourself a pep talk. (laughs) You know, you get to see everything you went through and say, wow, I did that, you know, with God, I did that. Yeah and your family and all the other things that you, that you have, that you're thankful for. And I just love that your gram is the one that yeah, said you need to be awesome. writing this down. Yeah. Talk that's about so a gift. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. She's such a role model for me. And I think one of the greatest gifts she's given me is that love for writing. And I think it's a tool that we can continue to leave, you know, a legacy beyond when we go to heaven, it's a way that we can leave our legacy to our loved ones, to the people that we want to impact. And that's the greatest gift besides our faith. 